Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, featured artist Friday. Gary Clark Jr. is chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from him, next three hours, send your request. Plasport tax line, Nolan McGraw is over there waiting for you. So feel good about that. Orioles and Rays, game two, 705, Apple TV Plus. So uh, have fun with that, I guess. But you can hear the pregame show that we got going your way with Baltimore baseball tonight. Coming up at 4.30 live from Pickles Pub, me and Ryan Ripkin, Nolan McGraw, Jack Flaherty against Zach Eflin. Orioles, they're a once four-game lead, now down to one. Ravens, they're 1-0, early part of the NFL season, taking on Cincinnati after their opening week. They got drubbed in the rain at Cleveland, trying to bounce back at home here to preview that game from the Baltimore banner. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He is Jonas Schaefer. Jonas, good morning. Morning, folks. Happy Friday. How you doing? Happy uh, featured artist Friday, there, uh, Jonas J. Fr. Are you a Gary Clark Jr. fan? Come on, guys. You know that I'm not. Oh, I was talking about the wide receiver for the Washington. If if it's older than like I don't know, like NSYNC, I'm probably not going to be a fan. I think Gary Clark Jr. is kind of a current artist. Uh, so anyway, we're not here to talk about music. We're here to talk about the Ravens. Your assessment of the offense week one based on, like, not everyone thought they were going to come out and do what the Dolphins did against the Chargers, but thumbs up, thumbs down, and complete week one against Houston was what for you? Yeah, I mean, it was week one, so I think – as with a lot of offenses, it's incomplete. I mean, gosh, the Ravens figured they finished basically middle of the pack in terms of efficiency uh, when you look around the NFL and see all the other uh, cruddy offenses that were put on display. So I think there were a lot of small things added, uh, added up to, to big problems for the offense. You can't really just put your finger on one thing. The offensive line had trouble with Will Anderson, who looks like a stud. You know, they were plays with Lamar. It just didn't seem to read out the defense particularly well. That there was a problem downfield with the spacing on a couple routes. So the, the running backs left yards on the platter there on a bunch of runs. They, they couldn't run against light boxes. So, uh, you know, they got the win. They were fortunate to be facing the Texans. They had a great defense backing them up. But uh, And it's also possible that, you know, Todd Munkin was holding some of his cards for week two. So uh, definitely a lot of room for improvement uh, for this Ravens offense. But, Probably not as much room for improvement as the as the Bengals had going on there at Cincinnati. How surprised are you that Zay Flowers got the action that he did right out of the gate? 
A little surprised um, just because, uh, you know, I think I've talked with you guys about this, how he was a one-on-one stud in training camp, but in team drills, it was a bit of a hit or go, you know, hit or miss situation. He wasn't really always in sync with Lamar. You know, even Zay, I think, was, you know, telling Justina Anderson before uh, the season that, like, he was 67% of the way there with Lamar in terms of understanding where he needed to be. And, you know, we, we say, obviously, the caveat that uh, it, it wasn't like he was catching all these passes downfield. I mean, a bunch of those receptions were right at the line of scrimmage. They're, they're kind of he's going to be seems the focus of this new Todd Munkin screen game, uh, some of which worked, some of which uh, definitely didn't. Uh, but it, it's good that the Ravens know what they have in him. And uh, unlike in previous years where you kind of wondered why they weren't getting the ball to certain players, the Ravens uh, could definitely not be guilty of, of saying they aren't making an effort to get uh, Zay Flowers the ball. And now Jonas with the with the screen stuff, you know, and then like plays away. The tight end blocking was horrendous. You know, Kohler and Likely were awful. Yeah. You know, I mean that kills the screen game because I mean if you got to kick out the corner and you whiff, you know, I mean you're done. Yeah, I mean uh, just just ask Chase Claypool how how important blocking in the perimeter is. Dude might lose his job because he's just not given the F uh, in, uh, in Chicago. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we we talked about this all offseason on training camp, how they didn't have a one-to-one replacement for Josh Oliver. Uh, you know, a guy you, you, you could have basically be that six-man on the outside line of scrimmage who could uh, do all the things you need to, to handle that defensive end. I don't think it's a coincidence that some of Lamar's best downfield throws came on plays where Patrick Ricard was that detached tight end, fullback, what do you want to call it, H-back, and he's scraping across the line of scrimmage to, to handle that edge rusher. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Isaiah likely graded out well as, as a blocker last year on PFF, but I think a lot of that was just because of the, the situations that Guy Roman was putting them in. And, um, you know, Charlie Kohler was an extremely unconvincing blocker from, from when I saw him in training camp. I mean, I remember focusing on, on him this this one day, and he must have gone like two for five, two for six against the the, the mix of first and third, you know second and third stringers. So he definitely still has a, some room to grow there. And obviously, you hope that Mark Andrews is improved by leaps and bounds. The blocker can can get in there and, and be healthy enough to to support what this Ravens offense want to do wants to do. Because uh, if if you have that that deficiency there, uh, then Todd Munkin can't run the kind of stuff that he liked to run at Georgia. That was so effective. Yeah, no question. And Josh Oliver got a sack last night. He sacked Cousins last night. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, Jonas, now a guy I think they need to get the ball to, because every time he touched it, I thought he looked really explosive, was Bateman. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, super high on him. I love his potential. you know, we, we we saw him last year be a downfield threat, but I think the only throw maybe about Marthru like plus twenty plus yards downfield was that long throw to Odell. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, a Bengals defense that has not and probably will not be able to get fully past the loss of Von Bell of Jesse Bates. I mean, you look at what Jesse Bates did that first week in Atlanta, just completely saved their bacon. And mm-hmm. uh, there's some talent in there in the back end, obviously with them, you know, getting Dax Hill, but they were so crucial to what that defense could do and wants to do with putting a, a lid on dudes. And 
Uh, Deshaun Watson missed some shots downfield apparently, and in that week he one game, and he was horrible. If this Ravens, <laughs> if this Ravens offensive line can hold up, which I'm a little skeptical uh, of it doing because of just the talent on that Bengals front, not only in the you know run blocking scenario but pass blocking scenarios, and you think that Odell and Zay and certainly Rashad Bateman will be able to to have some good matchups downfield, but. Lamar's got to be able to, to chuck that ball, and the offensive line's got to be able to give him the time to throw it. Well, I think the biggest thing, too, Jonas, I mean, tell me what you think. I mean, after watching the All-22, there was open rec- Lamar held the ball too long, you know, and, and he's got to get more comfortable because it's a rhythm passing. When we saw when we saw Josh Johnson against Tampa's number ones, I mean, that ball was coming out quick. And we saw Huntley in that first game against the Eagles. Boom, the ball. And we're like, damn, look at that. That ball's coming out quick. And with Lamar, he seems to hold it too long. And then guys all of a sudden that were open, you know, he's throwing incompletions because they're not open anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I think the the offensive line was more to blame for for anything uh, in that first half. Uh, But this is, I think, a situation where, you look at the numbers and Lamar's average time to throw was pretty quick, but it's a situation where numbers can be deceiving because how many of those throws were just those quick one step hitch. I'm going to get the ball out on a screen or a bubble or whatever. Um, but you're at, I, mean, I know the, the, uh, like the Lamar pick play, the, what we threw the interception is a, I don't really put that on him aside from just deciding to throw it because there was literally, no one opened downfield, and the day that offensive line wasn't holding up. But you know, on the, 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 the that really just awful drive before halftime, uh, there was Lamar just some for some reason deciding to kind of holster the ball on a really advantageous screen look out wide to J.K. Dobbins. I don't know why he didn't throw it. I think that the next play was him dropping back and then you know ignoring Zay, uh, not Zay, Isaiah likely and J.K. And Bateman all, you know, relatively uncovered, six to seven yards downfield. Um, and then he just needed to get on a better wavelength with, with, with Odell on that, you know, it was cover zero blitz on the, yes. the third and long where, no doubt, you know, he's, he's looking at Odell and maybe it's good that he didn't throw it because that cornerback was just looking to jump that play. I mean, he was just playing six coverage. And if, if Lamar had thrown that, then that dude was probably taking that for a house call. So it's probably a good thing that, that Odell was running a bit of a longer route than he expected. So, They've just got to clean a lot of things up, and Lamar's got to trust his receivers, and especially with the you know the, the juice that we think this group of playmakers has, just put those guys in space and let them do work. Now, Jonas, I do like the matchup with the Ravens' defensive front versus their offensive. I, I'm still not big on their offensive line, you know, um, and I think I think we're going to see a Jabo or um, Oway over the center, kind of like they were using Garrett and Zadarius Smith, because it was extremely <laughs> effective. Do you think we'll see a, uh, a basketball crossover like we did with Garrett? <laughs> did you see that before the snap? He, he was, yeah, Garrett was walking up to the center like he was doing a crossover in basketball, and then he actually did a crossover move, like a left and, to and right. He walked right dude, past the and center. And completely cooked him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the you know, the, wrote this up in our preview, which should be either up right now or next couple of hours, but like, so Joe Burrow was on the field for 50 snaps. He didn't take, he took all of one snap that was under center. He didn't scramble once. He didn't roll out once. He, I think, had the fifth fastest average time to throw of his entire career. 
he might be healthier. He should be healthier this week than he was last week. But everything that I just laid out presents to me but like a case of a quarterback who still is not fully healthy, who doesn't want to move around, who uh, is still feeling some ill effects from that calf injury. And, you know, he's been a full participant in practice these past two weeks. I imagine he'll be full go again today. But uh, that was not the Joe Burrow who, you know, can make some magic with his feet. I mean, I, I wrote in the story, you guys remember last year there was that play early in the third quarter of the playoff game where, you know, Roquan Smith has Joe Burrow dead to rights on that third and one rollout. And he misses. Joe Burrow scrambles for the four-yard game. They get the first down, and then they uh, they end that drive with a touchdown. They take that 17 to 10 lead, and you know a huge, huge pivot point in that game. So if Joe Burrow can't create, uh, if every single throw is going to be 2.2 seconds, then you know Mike McDonald is just going to give him hell with all these different pre-snap looks. He's Jonas Schaefer, covers the Ravens and obviously the NFL for the Baltimore Banner. Jonas, we appreciate the time. Next Friday, maybe we'll have some in sync for you. How's that sound? Okay. Be good, guys. Appreciate there it. There he is. Jonas, have a great weekend. It's Vinny at Haney, 1057 The Fan. When we come back, whip around what happened in the world of sports last night. A couple of college football games. Also, look at what happened this day in Orioles history. So stay tuned. It's September the 15th. Bottom of the hour, Keith Cavanaugh, TerribleTimes.com. Maryland, Virginia tonight. Terps now 15-point favorites looking to go 3-0 and against the Cavs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And in College Park. Vinny and Hades with... Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Time for the whip around video and Haiti 1057 The Fan. You had the Orioles in action last night against the Rays. You had NFL football, the Vikings at Philly, which we'll get to here in a second. But you had two college football games last night, including a local school, at least down the road, Annapolis. They're in Memphis. And unfortunately for the midshipmen, did not end well for them. He's just in a great rhythm right now. Five for eight, 66 yards. Watson back in. Watson trots into the end zone in our first touchdown of the night. 
the Memphis Tigers. ESPN on the call. Blake Watson, 10 carries for a buck 69 and a TD. Also caught six passes for 68 yards. But, look, we saw Navy against Notre Dame over in Ireland, yeah. and they look like a team that might not win a game. Right. They've been more competitive. They've actually won a game, and they lost 28-24 last night on the road. Memphis, by the way, undefeated at 3-0. and uh, I, I tell you what, the thing with Navy is, is I mean, when – from what I understand, like when Trump was president, he let Navy allow kids to go play in the NFL, so it helped their recruiting. They were able to get bigger guys. Now they can't do that anymore, so it's it's the smaller, you know. So they they've got to be really efficient in their option game and doing all that. They're going to always play hard. That's the thing that they do, and you know they they need they need to have guys that can make plays because they're going to be undersized everybody they play. Miami, number 22 in the country, beat Bethune-Cookman 48-7. to The spread for this game, 56-and-a-half. I'm guessing he pulled off the dogs because, you know, I mean, Bethune-Cookman, I mean, they're, they can't play with Miami. And uh, I'm sure a uh, lot of kids got to play for the Hurricanes last night. And we'll do our college picks. There aren't a lot of marquee matchups this week. College football. We found some interesting ones for sure, including Maryland, which we'll talk about with Keith Cavanaugh coming up here at the bottom of the hour last night, Thursday night football. NFL, Philadelphia, 34-28 over the Vikings. It was an interesting game. Minnesota was looking to maybe tack on, and then Jefferson fumbled through the end zone. Philly started to put the hammer down on him. The Vikings, to their credit, did, I guess, cover the spread. It was minus six, a push. But uh, Philly hasn't looked all that great, but they're 2-0 and in Minnesota. Okay, they're turning the ball over a lot, and they're 0-2. Yeah, and the thing, Justin Jefferson, and I'm sure his receiver coach, probably in the film session, he, he was going in. He had the ball in what arm? His right arm. Why do you always say keep it in your left arm? Because if it gets knocked out, where is it going? It's out going of out of bounds. Whereas this one, it was in his right arm. When he goes to reach, it gets knocked out, and it goes forward, and it goes over the pylon. You know, that was that was the killer, you know, on that one. But like you said, Bob, I mean, they're turning it over like uh, like there's no tomorrow, and they can't win a close game like they won them all last year. Uh, six lost fumbles in two weeks for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Kirk Cousins did throw 14 TDs at a quarterback rating of almost 126. Yeah, Justin Justin Jefferson over two games, Bob got over 300 yards. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he he they're get getting it done. The defense is so bad. Plus, if you're giving up 270 yards, I don't know what time of possession was, but I guarantee you, Philly wore it out. Yeah, we were talking yesterday about DeAndre Swift with Mike Harmon, and he uh, had a monster game, a career game. To be honest with you, I didn't know he was from Philly. Went to Georgia, went back home uh, after the Lions sent him and Williams Pack, and they redid their uh, running back room. But DeAndre Swift, after being virtually a non-factor in the win against New England, was a major factor in the win last night. Well, I tell you what, I mean, he was making people miss. I mean, he looked like his Georgia days. That's what he looked like. And and I I still can't figure out why Detroit wanted to get rid of him, but I think it's a huge addition, you know, for – for Philly, I'll promise you this, Bob. He's not. He's getting more than two carries next week. Yeah, twenty-eight for a buck seventy-five and a TD for him. And the time of possession, 
basically 40 to 20 in favor of the Philadelphia last night's the whip around video at Haney 1057 the bad this day in Orioles history 1989 the why not birds at Memorial Stadium beat the Royals five to two Stanley Jefferson two for four with a ribby Mike Devereaux two for five drove in a run Bob Malacky picked up his 11th win Greg Olson, the Otter, his 26th save on his way to Rookie of the Year. No Orioles won Rookie of the Year since then. Gunnar Henderson is probably going to change that. This year, 1996 at Tiger Stadium, Orioles clobber the Tigers 16-6. Cal Ripken, two homers, four ribbies. Bobby Bonilla hit a grand slam. Brady Anderson hit his 46th homer. Mark Parent hit a three-run jack. Archie Corbin. Got the win in relief. The 96 Orioles, by the way, a record that's been long obliterated, set the record for most home runs in a season by a team. So the 96 Orioles could bash. Unfortunately, the pitching led to other teams bashing away. They did make it to the ALCS, by the way, like the 2014 Orioles did. Now, on this date, September 15th, Orioles beat Toronto 5-2. Ryan Flaherty at a two-run jack. Adam Jones going to get honored tonight. Three for four with a ribby. Nelson Cruz, two for four with an RBI. Wei-Yin Chen picked up his 16th win. Zach Britton is 35th safe. So that was nine years ago today, since we're off on Saturdays. What happened on the next night was a little champagne poppage. Ball and two strikes on Goins. Ground ball to first. There's Pierce. And the Orioles are champions of the AL East. It's our colleague on Baltimore Baseball tonight, Jim Hunter, on the call. Nine years ago tomorrow night, Orioles 8-2 over Toronto. Steve Pierce, three-run jack. Jimmy Paredes went deep. Alejandro Diaz had three ribbies as the Orioles win that ball. Obaldo Jimenez got the win. Orioles win 8-2, clinch the AL East. They would lose to Kansas City in the American League Championship Series nine uh, nine years ago. Unbelievable. Well, we come back, Keith Cavanaugh, TerrapaTimes.com. Preview Maryland and Virginia tonight. Terps 15-point favorites over the Cavs. Maryland looking to get to 3-0. Funhouse trip coming up with Nolan McGraw around 11.45 or so. News from the Nets. Going to hear from the coordinators for the Ravens at 12. Buy or sell. Let's count that cake. Hopefully going into the weekend. And then Michael Felder, Stadium Sports. We'll talk about the college football season so far at 12.30. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the time. 
tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Different sports, different teams, different opinions. There's one place to talk about them, and it's on 1057 The Fan. Don't go anywhere, f***ing else. Featured Artist Friday, Gary Clark Jr. is chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from him, send your song request, Plaza Ford text line, 410-583-1057. It's Vinny and Haney, Bob Haney, Vinny Serato. Nolan's on the other side of the glass. Orioles tonight taking on the Rays. Game 2, 705. As you heard, BBT Live from Pickles. Early today, 430. We're brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Terps tonight, 7 o'clock, taking on UVA. Here to preview that. Talk about everything else going on in College Park from TerrapinTimes.com. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Keith Cavanaugh. Keith, what's happening? Good morning. Good morning, guys. Bringing back days of yesteryear and your of Terps ACC battles against uh, Virginia, the much most dreaded, uh, one of the most dreaded opponents, along with Penn State, going back. So good uh, rivalry. A uh, little uh, restored here tonight on national TV at home. Blackout game at Maryland Stadium. So let's hope they get off to a better start than last week in Charlotte. Yeah, FS1, by the way, is your TV network for tonight's kickoff. But that start against Biff Pogey and his 49ers was not an ideal one. And we had Damon Evans on yesterday. And quite frankly, he was a little perturbed because the look wasn't good. Not talking about Biff Pogey's yeah. cutoff T-shirt, by the way. We're talking about NBC. You're down 14 zip before you could finish your first brewski. Maryland did stabilize, though. So yeah. how would you, Keith, talk about their performances? for? Like we talk about the Ravens' offense, workmanlike. How would you describe Maryland's offensive performances through the first two games? Yeah, clearly Biff hasn't found a new tailor down in Charlotte <laughs> yet. <clears throat> Though he has defined a new look. I'm sure there'll be a student section soon at Charlotte with all the kids wearing the outfit. But here, you know, I guess we're going to have to do week two of the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is Maryland won. They won on national TV. No major injuries. Roman Hemby found his groove busted loose for 162. Jack House, hey, they got a kicker now who's on the roll. He's got some momentum, 45 and out. He's proven um, he can be reliable. Hopefully he stays that way in the confidence mode. And they were resilient. And the students stayed for the second half. Now for the bad news, Bob. Yes. And Vinny, <clears throat> again, a slow start on national TV. Again, playing down to your competition. Again, Leah with her horrific read and, mer- and the de- defensive secondary with the total blown coverage. And a drop off, drop a kickoff. Uh, all in the first couple of minutes before you had your 19th brewski. Um, so <clears throat> they didn't spy the quarterback either when that was their real uh, one uh, weapon. So you don't want to see that from a program that's supposed to be on the ascent right now. All of a sudden, tonight's game could be a little tauter. I, th- I saw the line went up from 14 to 15 today. Right. But uh, Virginia has played two bowl teams. And even though their starting quarterback was out, Uh, They've shown a lot of grit. They have emotion. They don't have an O-line or D-line, much like Maryland. They have woes there. But they have some talent at receiver and running back. Maryland's got to set the edge better. Hopefully, the freshman, Anthony Calandrea, 
who went 20 for 26 for almost 400 yards and two touchdowns last week, doesn't play because Tony Musket, what a name for a quarterback, is back from the injured list. Now, he was 9 of 17, playing 90 yards against Tennessee, but it was Tennessee. So, you know, Virginia's coming up here with some emotion, obviously, what happened on campus last year. They're 0-2. They're back to the wall. But uh, Maryland should get IDZ back at left tackle. I like what they did in the second half, particularly on the left side of the line with um, DJ Glaze and Corey Bullock moving over there. That really opened some holes uh, for Roman Hemby. But, you know, every year we hear, you know, Leah's All-American. He's broken every record. But he goes out and throws two egregious picks like that, the other in the end zone. So this program needs to um, stabilize and keep progressing and not the one step forward to back. Um, but now this game, and then of course, Michigan state with all their emotion things swirling up there, these are two critical games where Maryland needs to up their game. And my gosh, are there going to be a lot of recruits, both football and basketball out there tonight? Now, I was just going to ask you about that too. Keith. Yeah. Now, what are you expecting crowd wise? You know, I mean, it's a blackout. Are they going to, you know, or I'm guessing on a Friday night, students are definitely going to show as anybody else. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, classes are getting out early, clear the parking lot. People can tailgate. Nice. But, you know, they should be able with Virginia. Now, Virginia fans, there's tons in the D.C. area. Many local chapters of their alumni groups are having events. Obviously, Virginia football has been down a little bit. Uh, but I would hope 45 plus uh, when you combine Maryland and Virginia fans, the weather can't be better. Um, but in that crowd tonight will be one of the most uh, key basketball recruits for the Terps, Matt Hodge, the four-star, 6'8 power forward from Pennsylvania. Bob, he is Blake Griffin without the mad hops. Very fundamentally sound, mm-hmm. shoots it deep, strong That's body. significant dif- difference, yeah. though, though. You know what I mean? The mad yeah, hops but, kind of separated mm-hmm. things. Yeah, but he's very fundamentally sound, four-star. Uh, I think it's Maryland, Villanova, Penn State to the bat, to the end. But what's even more compelling now, you go out and win a game like this, pack the house, put on a good show, because tonight, from the football recruiting side of thing, which still needs more DMV action for sure, Jalen Harvey, the four-star DM from Quince Orchard, will be there. And then, and this list is bittersweet, Gabe Williams from Pilates, already committed to Virginia Tech, will be there. Dewan Lane from Gilman, who's already committed to Penn State, will be there. Aaron Childs, who's already committed to Florida, good, good counsel, the four-star, will be there. Bryden Lee from Flowers, who's already committed to South Carolina, will be there. And Elijah Moore from Good Counsel, who's already committed to Florida State, will be there. <laughs> so hopefully Maryland can flip one of those guys with a good performance and on national TV and show out and take care of business tonight at home with presumably a packed house and great atmosphere like they should be. And we don't see the repetition of what we saw last week, these slow starts, Leah making bad decisions. But the O-line's got to step up. The left side has been, I think, restored now with IDZ. Uh, the middle is still problematic. Uh, and the receiver's got to continue to keep running better routes, hold on to the ball, make plays. But I love the fact they finally got the run game going last week. Uh, but clearly, you know, yes. they should have taken care of business better against Charlotte. Um, so we'll see if they take that next step uh, tonight. Keith Cavanaugh, TerrapinTimes.com. Keith, last thing for you, and you mentioned basketball recruiting. I see that Jaden yeah. Mustaf, he's going down to Georgia Tech, but give us an update on the yeah. other guys that aren't hot. Where's my man Boogie Plan working right now? So Boogie is coming in on the 29th, uh, the five-star point guard from New York. 
FEOC Olioju had a great visit last the dump week. Button. But yeah, his um, his recruitment will continue. Derek Queen, the five-star big man out of Baltimore, originally now down at Montverde, he'll be visiting in October. But Jaden Mustaf, as we always mentioned, uh, it was more a political show-type visit come out. You know, obviously, um, Pops lives in Atlanta. I had him pegged out of Georgia Tech or NC State, so he popped to Georgia Tech yesterday. That was never happening to hear. But you go through the obligatory steps of bringing in a, you know, a, a legacy kid, and he had formerly been at DeMatha and Mike Jones, that whole connection. But he's off the board, but I never really had him that uh, seriously on the board. So this is a big month, and Matt Hodge would be a huge, huge get early. They need to pop somebody here soon to get this class going. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, the setting and circumstances tonight and the venue should be great. Keith Cavanaugh, TerrapinTimes.com. Joins us every Friday. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Bank. Keith, appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk next week. You too, guys. Thanks. Right, thanks, Keith. Keith Cavanaugh, everybody. When we come back, Funhouse Trip, Nolan McGraw. We got news from the Nets coming up top of the hour. Going to hear from Mike McDonald and Todd Munkin ahead of week two's matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll count our weekend money, hopefully 12-15-ish with buy or sell. Michael Felder, Stadium Sports will be joining us. Preview college football's big weekend. And then an American League East report at 12-45. NFL lunch at 1. We'll do our picks for this weekend. And then Rich Dubroff, BaltimoreBaseball.com. We'll talk about game two against Tampa, 7.05 tonight, Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, find it yourself. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, Campania? Amy, post up in the bleachers. You're all garbage! I love you! The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, featured artist Friday, Gary Clark Jr. is chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from him, last uh, couple of hours, send your request, plot for text line, sports at 583-1057. Got NFL, or news from the nest, I should say, coming up top of the hour. Going to hear from Mike McDonald and Todd Munkin, coordinators, talking about the matchup with Cincinnati and obviously talking about the win against Houston last week. We'll count some cake, 12-15-ish with buy or sell, Michael Felder, Stadium Sports. We'll talk some college football with him. No monster matchups per like top ten teams no. facing each other, like Texas Alabama last week, for instance. But still, some interesting games. And you know, Deion Sanders. I mean, we're talking more about Colorado <laughs> in this first three weeks of the season than we have in the last fifteen twenty years combined. Yeah, no question about it. And and that's the Dion effect, you know. And then they win. I mean, Bob, if they'd have lost TCU, it'd been over. They're they're they all these shows, these national shows, they're on national TV again against uh Oregon. The ABC just put them on, you know. So I mean, he's created a buzz, and whatever they're paying him, 
it ain't enough because he's making them a fortune. And Norval coach Colorado State, I think very strategic with the comments about the sunglasses and the hats. And my mom taught me this because this, when's the last time we've talked about Colorado State ever? Other than going, Colorado is a state of the union, but their football program, I don't think in the history of me walking the face of the planet, I've ever mentioned them knowingly. We you remember, know what I mean? Remember when Earl Bruce went down there and coached? No, I do not. And you know who was on the staff at that time, Bob? A Norval. No. Um, Skip Holtz, Urban Meyer. Oh, okay. Well, this was post-Ohio State, yes. I'm guessing. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. For Earl Bruce, of course. You played for him at Iowa State. Yeah. 5881057, the fan. It is uh, interesting Friday here. Quick draw. How you doing? Let's bring in Nolan. Nolan, what's up? Doing all right. Hanging in after last night's loss. Took everything out of me. I Sitting there on the couch after the final out, I'm like, my God, I'm exhausted here. I mean, that was like playoff baseball for two and a half hours. So invested. It was great watching it, but I mean terrible result i don't feel great about tonight oh, with flarity on the mound but tampa's favorite the invading we're just talking off the air whatever that means yeah, not surprised but the goal here you're trying to split you split oh we're settling for a split no it's not a settle. it's not a settle okay going i was saying this yesterday you get a split yes you're only two games up but with the tiebreaker the season series you're essentially three up because right. you're not playing the extra game I'll take that. Sure, you're going to Houston. That's going to be a tough series in its own right. But if you leave this series, no more head-to-head matchups. You're up three, essentially. The pressure's all on the Rays. And I think the pressure's all on the Rays in this series. And they played like it last night. You think the pressure's on the Rays? I think no. the pressure's on the Orioles tonight. After, well, tonight, after, sure, after losing, but, I mean, the Orioles, I, I think we're playing with house money. If the Orioles won last night, Norm, I think... They win two or three. I think that's a given, you know, the crowd and all that. But with Tampa winning last night, then I think the pressure is because if Tampa wins tonight, all of a sudden, boom, I'm tied. And then, then you know, then well, your buttholes get a little yeah, tighter. And that four-game lead disappears. Yeah. Sure. But Just coming, like that. Coming into the series, the Rays, like we're sitting here saying, okay, the Orioles, if they split, they're in good shape. Rays, are, if we split, no. That we have to win at least three probably even sweep to feel really good about ourselves. And I think that's pressure. Going into a big four-game series, I'm saying you've got to win three. Respectfully, tonight I'm talking about, yeah. I think the pressure is on Flaherty and the Orioles. Oh, no Tonight, doubt. sure. But, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, if the and Ravens, I'm not real competent in old Jack Flaherty. If I'm Michael Elias going in and say, hey, if I'm two and two, I'm cool. You know, because we go out, we're three. You know, we're back to where we start. I'm good with that. Got to get those bats motivated here. I'm not saying they're unmotivated, but get them more successful in these runner-in-scoring-position situations where they've been great all season long, but two for their last 21, hence the three-game losing streak. And Nolan, we get your thoughts on the Ravens in the last two hours of the program. Let's get a little quick funhouse trip, please. Quick draws, funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? 
other side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick straw. 1057 The Fan. First one here says loading the bases and getting just one run is unacceptable. Frazier lucky he didn't ground into a double play as well. They actually got one run in the first place. Could have been a total disaster. Yep, did hit a ball out of the infield in the whole situation. And Brandon Hyde himself said after the game that was probably a critical moment. And then Adley grounds out into the double play. So, yeah, that was kind of it. Big moment for them. Yep. Another and the one. only hit with runners in scoring position was Westberg's bunt, which technically didn't, <laughs> even, score a a run. didn't even score a run. Uh, another one here says, I'm fine with Hyde leaving Bradish in for the seventh. He was absolutely cruising at the time. Offense just didn't have his back. Yeah, and look, could it have been Rayleigh gets called out on a strike situation there? Because uh, Marley behind the plate, all right, maybe he wasn't 100% on point. But, you know, you still have to get yourself out of it. And, and that was kind of a bomb from uh, oh, yeah. Rayleigh. That was a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, this one here says, uh, tough spot for Kerstad, first major league at bat. Kid has the presence, though. I'm glad Hyde threw him into the fire. He'll be all right. Damn right. I'm right there with you. He's not here to watch a game on the dugout uh, bench. He's here to contribute. And what better way to contribute than maybe getting a base hit, walk, whatever. Unfortunately, last at bat, you know, he went down with some hard stuff. We'll see if he's in the lineup tonight, by the way, against Zach Eflin. Now, Sunday's game, Baltimore game day uncensored. We will be at the Green Turtle in Owings Mills yes. beforehand. And we have a special giveaway on oh. the show today that you could possibly join us Me? with a little... I can well, go? You'll, you'll already uh, be there, hopefully. I hope so. We'll see. Uh, see how the lottery numbers uh, work out over the weekend. A listener could be there with a little extra spending cash in their pocket. We're giving away a Green Turtle gift card. So you win here. Oh, nice. Come visit us on Sunday in Owings Mills. We'll all hang out. We'll have a good time. So caller number, what do you think, six? Does that sound like a good number? Six. Up to you, yeah, dude. Patrick Queen. There you go. There you Patrick go. Queen. Caller number six right now, 410-583-1057, and you could win the Green Turtle gift card. Hopefully the Ravens have six sacks on Sunday. How's that Be sound? Nice. When we come back, news from the Nets. Going to hear from the coordinator. Stay tuned for that. Count some money, buy or sell, 1215-ish. Michael Felder, talk some college football with him. From Stadium Sports, American League East report. Hey, the Orioles have lost two in a row. Toronto, and one of our callers mentioned it earlier, they're really scuffling here as of late. We'll get into that. And up by lunch, 1 o'clock, we'll We'll do our picks for this weekend around 115 and rich Dubroff, baltimorebaseball.com we'll talk about the next three days against tampa oh by the way houston looms next week too this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.